Oh man, no technical difficulties. Hey, look at that. Yeah, uh, hey, how's it going? Going well, man. It's been ages. How have you been? It's been some time. Yes, I have been good. Nothing. Well, welcome everyone. It's been a while. Um, oh. But yeah, no, I've been good. Nothing too major happened. Just been living life. Trying to survive day by day. How about you? Um, Man, I mean, I think a lot happened. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't really know what the theme is to to kind of summarize the last few months. So when was the last time that we chatted? So the yes, the last time we chatted, you were going to Amsterdam, I think it was. You had just uh, decided to leave your job, so like maybe we'll start from there. Gotcha. So this is around March, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, we'll kind of we'll kind of can circle to some of those adventures and things like that. But I'd say that. Um, yeah, I mean, like things have been good. A lot has sort of changed, um, and I feel that my mind is sort of shifting on priorities. Okay, almost on a monthly basis, to be honest. Yeah. So that's that's where I find myself. Um, I don't know if there's an intersection with you know what you're up to, and I think I want to. I honestly, I just want to catch up mm-hmm. um, and uh, kind of go from there. And then if something kind of overlaps, and it'll be an interesting story to share. I'm happy to kind of dive into what the last few months have been for me. Gotcha. Uh, So let's start with jobs just because I want to know like how's like you, you had to go for a search, right? You had to find a new place Mm. or a new place to work. Um, I'm also in a period where I'm like, "Mm, maybe it's time for me to find a new job. So let's start there. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. So, uh, I will contextualize my kind of um, job journey, um, and I'll start with um, I'll start all the way back to um, Airmark, right? Okay, so, yeah, no, I like that. Totally, you know, yeah, and you know, um, I was there for forever, as far as my kind of job resumes go. I think it was about five years or so, and it was amazing. I really liked it. But the last couple of years, you know, the stagnation was really clear and I was still very much focused on kind of career growth. Like I was overdue for a new title. I was overdue for something and that was not coming. So as that kind of came to an end, I decided I want to be a director or, you know what I mean? Go in that direction. And, um, you know, I didn't... I had my like spidey sense tingle. I knew it wasn't the right choice. I felt like their interview process was lax and all of those other kind of the red flags were there, but I still took the job and I took a job at um, a company that did uh, digital twins. Do you know what that is? I'm not familiar. So like a digital twin, imagine like um, you've seen like movies with like NASA mission centers Yes. Right. So, like, imagine, like, a place, a physical place like that, whether it's NASA, whether it's some military mission control area, right? A digital twin is exactly that in virtual space. Okay. So, the benefit there for, you know, is that, well, it can't get bombed, like, it's all distributed, that kind of thing, right? So that's the that's the motivation, and so that's what the company primarily focused on. But you know, typically, I think it's bad policy to talk shit about old employers. But yeah, this one wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll avoid mentioning them by name. But anyways, um, so I since the start of this year, like when I joined, I knew it was a it felt like a six month horizon immediately, and then. At the top of the year, they just laid off everybody. And so it was just like, well, they, honestly, they did that on Christmas. It was impressive. Um, with no communication, there was no real transparency, lots of cultural problems. But, you know, I still stayed there because I was very much uncertain. Like, well, what am I doing? Am I just going to get another job? 
You know what I mean? Like, yes. Should I like? Is this a sign from the universe that I need to go fucking just sell everything and go do something else? Like, I was very, very conflicted. Um, but you know, I feel very conditioned um, into maintaining my safety net. Like, mm-hmm. I've held a job since I was like nine, ten years, ten years old, right? Like, I've always worked. So not working is almost not working for a company for someone is something that is going to take a lot of work for me to uncondition myself from. And, you know, so I, you know, I stayed, I stayed at the company. I stayed at that, you know, um, DOD company longer than I'd like to, but I started, you know, looking around and then eventually it's just like, okay, I got, I got a gig with, uh, an airline company southwest and i said fuck it i'm gonna quit this job now i'm gonna take a month off and i went to amsterdam um i have changed my mind a bit around my priority as far as career mm-hmm. um oriented decisions because i just I, like i went back to doing architecture um, not that, you know, it's bad or anything like that, but like, I wanted to be a CTO at a company. I thought I could get promoted there. I'm done with that. I'm done with it. It's not worth, it's not important to me is what I've, is what I've realized. And I've, I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying working at Southwest. It is far more relaxed than I'd like it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like as far as like, you know what I mean? Like I, but at the same time, I think that's what I need right now, you know, and I am enjoying the perks and benefits of free air travel and I'm <laughs> the fuck out of it. Like I didn't, I, it, it, that is what I should have done from the beginning. I should have joined an airline company. So mm-hmm. I stumbled into it, but I imagine I'll be staying here for a very long time. Although I'm doing some other things on the side. So with that, that, that has been my recent transition journey. And then, you know, what about you? What, where, where are you with, uh, um... yeah. So I'll take the same path that you did. So I'll start in the beginning and go from there. Um, so coming out of college, I started working at a gym called sweat fitness. Um, I started as a personal trainer and I had a knack for it. Like when I first started out, it was a little rough just because I felt I, I hate doing things that I'm not good at. And so whenever I start something, I get really self-conscious, like, Hey, am I doing this right? If it's with other people, I'm like, Hey, do these people like me? Do they feel like I'm giving them what they paid for? And so when I first started training, it was, a, I was pretty self-conscious about like my training methods. Um, if I was actually doing a good job, um, but that's the first place I started working. It was a big box gym. It wasn't the perfect place. It was basically a hole in a wall, but it was like my hole in a wall. Um, after a while, you could see uh, the gym, the management was going down the drain. So I was like, oh, I should probably have a backup plan. Um, and I started working at a smaller box gym uh, called Forza Wellness. Um, and it's just geared towards personal training. Um, And like, I love what I do. I love training. I feel like I'm good at it now. Like I don't have those secondhand, I don't have those thoughts of like, oh, am I doing a good job? Am I able to help this person? Like, I think I'm pretty good at it. Um, And now I'm at the point in my career where I'm like, it's, I feel like I should be doing more. I always thought that when it comes to training, it's kind of like you need to take your lumps. You just like wait wait, wait, and then something will open up for you. But the opportunities have not presented themselves as much as I wanted it to. Like uh, sweat closed down. And so now I'm just exclusively working at Forza, which is fine. Um, When it comes to a job, like it's something I love. It's hours that are agreeable with me. Um, It's just, I don't have the reach or opportunity that I would want. And so, um, like I love, like I love my job. Management is a little bit weird, but management is weird everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, I've been in this weird back and forth where it's like, 
am I on the right path? Is personal training something that I really want to do? Or do I want to try to start moving out of it? Like maybe, um, like when I interviewed at a, a gym called City Fitness, they were like, hey, we don't have any trainer positions open, but we could pitch you in like a management position. You wouldn't be training one-on-one, but you would still be in a gym atmosphere, uh, like a gym environment. And I was like, is that where I'm heading towards? Because um, that's like a, a, yeah. like a steadier a steadier environment to be in instead of training where it's like, Hey, does that client want to, does that client want to train or not? Um, that may affect your paycheck, things like that. Can I cut just a very quick comment and, you know, please keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think a lot of times, um, opportunities are presented to us. Um, and when, you know, when say opportunities presented to us, it's other people, right? Like we can say, well, the universe did, but like other people, somebody, you know, you go up to, to interview at, um, and they're like, well, do you want to do this? Right. I think that, um, when you don't make a decision, decisions will be made for you. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, that, that's sort of what, you know what I mean? Um, and I think in order to make, so like, well, all right, I'll, I'll just want to stop there. So like, where, where are you? Where, how do you feel? I you're doing that soul searching. What, what, where are you as your, um, yeah. I, I am still in an, in like an undecided spot because again, like I love my job my issue is I get comfortable with things and I'm like, it's comfortable. It's not perfect, but how many people can say their job is perfect. Right. Um, and so w- whenever I like harp on the bad things, I, I always think about, but think about the good things. Um, I remember you said once, um, if you want, like talking about money is like, if you want a better income, you have to aggressively seek yeah. that out. You can't just wait for it. Like you can't just stay in the same job cause it may not come. You may have to um, like take the risk, find a new new uh, environment, um, and so that's what I'm on right now. Is like, do I take the risk and find a new environment? That means like cutting out some clients because they won't follow me to a new gym. That means maybe going through that rough period that happens with all trainers, where when you first start in a new place, you don't have a book and you're not making a lot of money until you can build that authority in that new place. So. A few thoughts there, right? Um, I think when discussing money in general, it's important to quantify it. Mm. Uh, There's been, um, so it's it's actually, you know, well, we can talk about, we usually talk about shows and things like that at the end, but um, have you, um, God, what is his his name? The Indian guy, he just got a Netflix special um, or show somewhat recently, like I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Have you seen that? Did it come across your radar? It has not come come up. I super, super recommend it. I mean, I read his book a long time ago. It's a great book, shitty title. Um, the show, you basically watch him consult different people's lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really where it needs to start, right? Like um, understanding what you need. Like, so I'll use his um language he asks people a question which is usually what does your rich life look like because your rich life might not look like my rich life right yes um and you know some people will value um i want to be able to travel a lot of places somebody else might be like well i want to have um a lot of free time like that's what makes me feel rich right like there's different definitions of that you know Mm-hmm. Um, and so getting, getting clarity on that can help give you clarity on, um, what exactly you're seeking, um, painting a clear target that you can kind of pursue. So when you, if you were to hypothetically quit a job and then started a new job, right? Yes. Things will be different. The, it is never greener on the, um, the grass is never greener on the other side kind of thing. But yes. right. Is it, did, does it get you 10% closer, 20% closer, or have you not, if you haven't defined your target, like then you'll be perpetually unhappy. 
Yes, and that's where I think I'm at. I need to clearly define what it is I'm looking for because when I assess the situation right now, I'm like, I love my job. I love what I do. Like, I get satisfaction from it. Like, Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. Um, If I go somewhere else, will I still have that same satisfaction? Or will that go down, but maybe one of the other things that I was desiring get satisfied? What is more important to me at the end of the day? Yeah, I mean, I think this comes up a lot in terms of, like, there's people that manage, there's people that do work, and then there's also different definitions of doing work, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, we use software engineering, for example, right? Um, people enter software engineering for a lot of different reasons. Uh, me, myself, like, it was this curious thing. It was, like, problem solving. It was puzzles, and it was making something and then seeing it come up, right? Within software engineering, not even leaving the, the that kind of category of titles, um, you, things become more and more abstract, right? You are, you know, eventually not solving the same kind of puzzles. And I don't know if I ever really took a pause and was just like, are these the types of things? Is this what I want to do? Because you just continue on because you don't make that decision. You're just like more money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually management comes up and so on. And, you know, this is, I think there's two mindsets to to have, right? Um, One is to be happy in life, right? To do something that really makes you um, not cringe. The other one is um, really deciding, well, deciding on your lifestyle, but also what is your, how practical are you, right? Um, so I don't have a family right now and, you know, you don't have a family at the moment, but let's say that we did, right. Mm-hmm. I'd be very risk averse. Yes. And, I, and, yes. and I think I'm even risk averse just by nature, not having, you know, like I know what the bottom looks like. So I don't want to like, that's scary. I don't want to, I don't want to go back there. Um, like it's shitty. I like I like what I have, right? And and holding on to things is a very like, you know, um, um, can't find the right word here, but you know, it, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to let go of lifestyle. And I think sometimes you can end up being happy somewhere and stay steady. Let's say yes. you're like, okay, I finally hit my rich life. I'm making the enough money. I am, I can do all the things I want. I'm coasting. Right. But then you still have to think about your future self, which is like, well, is this job going to be around in 10 years? That's and yeah. And that's, that's the part. Enough, can I retire? Like, yeah. So that's, that, that is what started like some of these thoughts. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm happy right now, but where do I see myself in five years, 10 years? Am I doing the same thing? Um, and what has changed in that time? Am I more secure in my job? Even though like I see that there it's hard because I'm like, where's you want to see like some trajectory of growth? Like, Hey, there's a position that I could fill into. Um, if I take my lumps, if I'm here long enough, but like as a trainer, unless the people above you, uh, like plan to expand, then it's like you just need to build clients, build money, and then maybe branch out on your own. And so it's like, when when would something like that start? What's the thinking of that? Um, and so it's like, that's where I'm at. It's like, all right, well, five years, 10 years down the road, will I still be under the same person training? Um, or will I have branched out from there? Am I still training in general? Like as I age and you aren't able to do the things you once did in your younger years. Yeah, so... Um, you know, I, we can sit down and kind of try to break this down into like a specific strategy for you. Obviously it all starts with soul searching, mm-hmm. but soul searching can sometimes be this thing that you go round and round, right? And yes. you just end up exactly where you started. Haven't committed, haven't decided to do anything. Like you get the gratification just by thinking about the future. You're like, oh, sweet. I made a plan. Now I don't have to do shit. Um, I think if you can soul search and get an answer, then do it. I think that the more I learn about myself, um, 
I'm not that in touch with the universe. And I think I sometimes lean on like, well, if I was parenting myself, right? What would, what would my father, what would me as a father tell me at this age to do? In other mm-hmm. words, I lean on the responsible choice and not just the responsible choice, just for the, like, I care about my own happiness. Right. But from, so through that lens, right. Like, do you know what I mean? Like if, if you had a child and you're parenting that child, you know, there's a million things that would make that child happy that day. Like yes. fucking, you know, pizza every day or whatever. Right. But you would look at that and be like, well, I want you to be healthy in 10 years. So I'm going to say no to that pizza or whatever, or limit the amount of pizza that you eat or whatever, you know? And so you can, if you would imagine, like, we don't have adults now, right? We are responsible for ourselves. And so invent one. And so I try to invent one for myself. And that's, you know, that's where I'm trying to take those hedged, safe decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, you know, like, if you can't decide, then, then, then do that. Do keep doing the smart thing until um, the universe knocks, you know? Um, I know I've been talking for a little bit here, but I have one more thought. Um, yes. As a, maybe as a transition. I just, uh, I'm finishing up a book called uh, um, The Superior Man. I think it's, it is the title. Okay. And it's a, I guess, a new agey book. Um, I don't know how to classify these books. Um, you know, it talks, it talks about um, like what a divine masculine is and things like that. And for clarity, like masculine, feminine is not gender specific, but I very much feel like my gender and masculine lines up. So I felt like the book spoke to me. And um, there was a comment in the book it was a comment that the author wasn't saying as the author's opinion, but as something that some men say. And, um, like he paints men as, um, or the masculine rather as something that builds bridges, um, creates, um, goes from A to A to B, right? Like whatever, charts the path right but what direction to chart the path in and um things like that like inspiration the musing comes from the feminine okay right and again feminine could be whatever but if we uh associate it to gender of women right and so one of the things that you referenced is like you know some men some men believe that if women didn't exist like nothing would happen like men do the things right but like again what direction to chart the course for what reason um so my struggles for at least this year um has been this search and pursuit of purpose and it's without you know yeah i mean this is one of the things that the author actually argues against. He says that before you pursue, you should have your purpose defined, you know, but I feel like for me, sometimes knowing how risky to be, how much to hedge, right. Yes. Is so contingent on the feminine. And I don't know if that orients with you at all, you know, or, or not, but I feel like that's the missing variable I have in my life that is kind of holding me back from really knowing what the right decision is. Do I, am I conservative? Am I a risk taker? How much do I lean into my own happiness at a sacrifice of my future happiness? Yes. So when you talk about the direction that, so like the, so during that whole conversation, the way I think about it is like, all right, um, you can say that the masculine is the energy, but what do you put that energy towards? The feminine helps you to guide that. I took it literal as in like, all right, I have all this energy. Like I want to do something, but I have no direction. Um, but I do have a girlfriend. I, oh yeah. My relationship has been going well. Um, so yes, I do. I do have a girlfriend and that's why I want to make these changes become more secure because it's like, Hey, um, 
like I like I'm very simple. I require nothing. But mm-hmm. for if I want to be the type of person that she can lean on, like her rock, mm-hmm. um, then that's when I need to become more stable. And that's why I've been trying to f- like figure out like, all right, how do you become how do you take that next step as like the man? Not necessarily like the breadwinner, but just someone that is dependable. Right. Um so, so that's I think that's a really good place to start, right? So if you're trying to figure out, so you can't just go up to her and be, and ask her, baby, what kind of lifestyle are you looking for? Yes. Like that's that, you know, I'm going to use some of these like new agey terms, but that would be asking her to step into her masculine, right? Mm -hmm. You, You have to know that, like you have to figure out that direction, but you can use, um, kind of her for guidance around you know the the yeah what how much does she inspire you essentially yes 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 and how how much do you want to because you will go as far as that inspiration will take you Mm -hmm. um but yeah I, i feel like that would be the starting point and then from there like begin defining it right like look i got the house that i live in because of my partner Mm-hmm. Because of my like past partner, like it wasn't for me. I think most men don't want things. Most, like, like the thing that I'm struggling with today is, well, I got this house. This is in, invested for somebody, for a family, right? But my God, is attempting to fucking get a van and just yes. live out of it, a van and be free. Yeah, I think like. I am at my most happy when life is simple. Like that's what I've been trying to do is just make life as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. But certain things you cannot just, you can't have that mindset towards like certain things require you to <laughs> think on all levels. And I think that's when the feminine, the feminine comes into play mm-hmm. either just in like, if we're talking like from the book, like your own energy or like a partner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, Brandon, obviously I can't answer those questions, um, but I don't know. I mean, have you ever, mm-hmm. have you, so right now, so you went to school, you study coding, and that sets you on your current career path. No, my, have you my, ever, my, path the, my path was defined before I went to school. Gotcha. Have you ever regretted going down that path? Like, would you want to have a different career? Like, if you could just swap your base of knowledge, would you do that for something else? No, but there's other knowledge I would love to have. Mm-hmm. I'd love the opportunity to go back to school and get a whole, a set of new skill sets. Okay. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I was lucky enough that I more or less got to choose what I did. Okay. So a little bit of a lot. Yes. There was a fork. There is a path that, you know, it's risky. I don't think I would have ever been truly comfortable. Like I'd have to be comfortable in being me Mm -hmm. or had a, a family safety net of some sort. Right. Like not have the pressures of like being an immigrant. Like I would, I think being an artist would have been a really, like I could have been happy. Mm-hmm. I, I could have smoked weed. I could have had way cooler friends sometimes. <laughs> um, like it would have, um, I could flourish with that, you know? And I didn't because at the time, um, you know, what well, engineering just makes, like it was clear engineering, like you don't want to be a starving artist. Right. Yes. Um, with that being said, I still, I've been doing software since I was 10 and I chose that because it was interesting for me. Right. So like, I wouldn't want to, you like get rid of something that was genuinely fun. Gotcha. Um, but does it still fulfill me? Eh. Yeah. So like that's whenever I'm like really having a like deep soul search i think back to my past and i say 
would I be happier? Like, I'll, I'll like, okay, a good example is like, I'll look at my friends and their current careers, like working in like corporate America, stuff like that. And I look back and I'm like, would I have been happier if I took a path that took me in that direction in my career? Whereas like, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you get dressed up, you put on a suit, you're part of corporate America. Would right. I be happier in that sense? Um, or would I be more stable? Like, cause I, like I, I enjoyed that. I enjoy my job. I enjoy the knowledge that I have gained. Like, like I just really like this stuff. Um, yeah. Would I be more fulfilled if I had a diff, if I was in a different career path? That's what I always think about. And that's my one regret with it. It's like, well, with personal training, it's very hit or miss. You can either be really good at it because you, Hey, like you, you hit the lottery you got a lot of clients, et cetera. You can make a ton of money or you're kind of like a starving, starving artist because like you do a good job, but you can't reach enough people. No one knows about you. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot in here. So one, like, let's just address the first thing, right? Pursuing a different career, say like, you know, getting your MBA, that kind of thing. Um, Look, man, for as many people as there are that are very happy, which there are lots of people who are very happy who took that path, right? They went through the corporate ladder. I'll mm-hmm. be honest, most, most of them are mediocre. Um, but they went through that, and they have enough to feed their family. They're, they're doing good, right? Now, they're doing good on the outside. Internally, who the fuck knows, right? Like, yes. maybe they've got their buddies, and they're just blissfully ignorantly living life maybe they are hiding some unhappiness maybe shit maybe this is always their dream maybe this is exactly what they wanted to do from a young age like like bill gates bill gates wanted to do business since he was a little kid mm-hmm. he walked into his whatever seventh grade class i don't remember whatever with a briefcase all right there's there's people like that too but for as many people as are content with their lives and happy and have done the responsible thing and will try to reconcile that through their midlife crises, maybe, um, there are people who quit. Like, there's so many people here in Austin that are just like, oh, yeah, I used to be a, a lawyer of whatever, like, did this job, was on this path, and then I just said, fuck it, and oh, my God, I feel great. Now, guess what they're doing? They're doing fitness. <laughs> they're pretty much <laughs> all doing fitness. So... Um, you know, I care a lot about my, I, th- I think this is a very human thing, period, to care about your health, your body, you know, all of that. I do not do what you do professionally, but I have invested an, an ungodly amount of hours into, mm-hmm. into learning, right? Um, and I'm still learning and it is genuinely very interesting. Um, and so if, the thing that you do brings you joy. And the only question is, well, shit, I got to make more money. Yes. Be the best. Just be the best. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And, and what that looks like is the same path as being an artist, right? You start off and, you know, your shit's not worth anything. But eventually you can start charging more and more and more. That's what you got to do. You know, yes. like your brand. You are, are, you are you. Now, it doesn't mean that you need to spend all your fucking time on social media. It doesn't mean that you need to constantly be like, look at me, look at me, look at me. You mm-hmm. gotta be, like, I'm going to quote a book here. Be so good they can't ignore you. You got to be so good that the fucking, your, your schedule is so fucking loaded with clients that you have to say no. And when that starts happening, you charge more. Yes. And that's, yes. So uh, that's the part that I have been trying to do more of is like, you can be the best in the world, but if no one knows about you, then who gives a fuck? Um, And so like, I've been trying to build a brand. And and, uh, every time you talk about stuff like this, it always sounds so cheesy to me, but I've just been trying to market myself better. um, Because like you said, you need to be the best, but it's not about just being the best. People need to know that you're the best. Well, um, Brandon, like, I think I personally get really put off when 
like you do need to do some marketing. People need to know mm-hmm. that you, what you do. Like I've honestly understeered in this direction that I went for a long time. Even still, people often don't know like, oh, I know what Michael does software. Have they, they have no clue how good I am. Mm-hmm. But, and I consider myself to be one of the best. Um, so you need to do a little bit, right? But in my case, it's a little difficult to get testimonials. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, can, you can read my LinkedIn recommendations, you know, but like I'm not, there's not a lot in that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, thanks for just solving those problems consistently for so long, and whatever, <laughs> you know? But when it comes to getting results for people, right? inspiring people um educating people like you're dealing with individuals who can become your raving fans where you do not need to um like all you need to do is be present Mm. and then inspire like don't ask ideally don't ask right don't over advertise yourself but occasionally you know, somebody will take a picture when they're working out with you or be like, oh, my God, look at the fucking progress I made with Brandon after, like, you know, a month or three months. And then they fucking share that and then you reshare that, right? Or you collect, like, ten of them and you reshare them yes. all at the same time. Like, you know, if you you almost you almost do not need to advertise. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. You, that could be less than five percent of your time, but you do need to spend like eighty percent of your time on getting better. Gotcha. Because like as good as you are, doesn't you're still not good enough. Like that's, yes, that's the mindset. Yes, you can always learn more. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I, I, I'm completely behind you on what you're saying, and that's what I've been like. I have started like I've started taking videos of clients. Um, and just making sure that I am up to date on basically just the most efficient way to work these people out so that they are seeing that the results they want to see, that they do feel like they need to tell the world about it. Um, and like, so I'm making that change and that's, that's what started the path of like, Hey, should I be doing more? Cause like, mm-hmm. like I, yes, I'm doing all the work. I feel like I'm pretty good. I can cause these good changes but yeah I'm, I'm i'm not busy enough i'm not busy enough yet so is it a is it another yeah. waiting game or should i be trying to force you should um, be trying to get better yeah. yes yeah i mean that's the that if you're not busy enough yet you're just mm-hmm. not good enough yet that's, that's yes okay that, it really is like look there are some people who will fucking sell you anything okay if you are one of those people you know you're one of those people that great then lean into it right but that that aspect if if that aspect was what made you happy i feel like you wouldn't be even thinking about this you'd just be you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. that would just be the thing that you'd be doing you'd just be fucking marketing the hell out of it gotcha yeah um so okay a little another slight transition Mm -hmm. Uh, i want to talk to you about my um six-pack journey like yeah what i've learned um because i'm dude i mean every single day almost every single day i am watching a youtube video on it on something another person's perspective like reassessing all that stuff right um and the reason i want to talk about my like my six-pack journey is that i've had a lot of epiphanies okay so when i was i've been working out forever like I've been working out since I was like 12, 13 years old, right? Like, and pretty consistently, right? Never had a six pack ever. Um, I used to work at a gas station. So I read all the men's health like magazines, right? All of them, obviously the guys look amazing and they're all like do crunches. You know, there you go. That was the old school, old advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried that, wasn't working. Dude, I was doing like, you know, 300 crunches a day. I was just like, this isn't, nothing's happening. I fast forward, I get a little bit smarter. Abs are made in the kitchen, not made in the gym, not, or whatever, right? You get that, that saying. It's like, okay, all right. 
get my die down lock. Okay, so now I'm, I'm, we're talking like years, dude. We're talking like, you know, um, this is, but this is like through my 20s now. I am uh, eating well, eating clean. I'm obsessed with like, you know, low carb, like, and I'm like, what the fuck? My belly's not going away. Like, ah, uh, and I'm strong and I'm like fit. I'm doing Spartan races and whatever. Right. But like, where the fuck are my abs? Okay. More time passes by. Um, this is, we're getting a little bit more cut. And I went, I mean, yeah. Um, more time passes by. I'm not, I'm not getting there. What's going on. I learned that part of that I've been unconsciously sabotaging myself with my eating. That's, okay. what I, that's what I convinced myself of that. I realized that, Oh my God, I'm an emotional eater. Okay. And if, I, and if I deal with my emotions, then I can get, actually get the fitness results. So, so by the way, with every step along the way, like I feel like I'm getting closer. I'm just still not getting to that result. So with that realization, suddenly eating just stopped being a chore. So it's like, oh, interesting, right? So there was like a, a psychology thing. Like I learned that my emotions come from my gut, right? So like whenever I feel bad, like I try to, you know, it comes from my gut and I try to make it feel better. So that kind of helped. Still no six pack. Fuck. Okay. Um, what am I not doing right? What am I not doing right? Again, this is not like a day to day. This is like years at a time <laughs> that mm-hmm. I'm trying to trying to trying to nail this goddamn formula. Um, I I'm like, oh, my sleep is shit and my water intake is shit. That's what I'm not doing well, right? Mind you, I still haven't figured. I still have not perfected that. My sleep is so fucking chaotic, <laughs> and I failed seventy five hard multiple times. No because of the water like i i have not gotten those things so that may still be the answer right mm-hmm. but i'm still searching i'm still trying to educate myself and i was talking to um i was talking to a woman recently and you know she's always been ridiculously fit used to um i mean she used to cheerlead and she worked with you know was part of like a lot of guys that did like you know uh, football training and stuff like that and she's like, yeah, we would do like 400 crunches every day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I was, and, and she's like, you probably just have like a weak core. And I'm like, I don't have a weak core. I'm strong, right? Like, do I have a weak core? I started questioning myself, right? I started really like diagnosing like how I move my body and all of that stuff. And from that moment, I had a lot of interesting epiphanies. One, I realized that I spend so much time sitting because software engineering, yes, you know, yes. things that I think I created like a fold, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like literally like, like, and so, um, just today I watched a video about trying to reverse that, right. Make mechanics. Mm. I realized that when I was doing crunches before I wasn't breathing correctly, like, and not activating because honestly, like I do have abs up top, but it's the, that bottom section. that's just not refuses to show. Um, did I even tried like ice sculpting that didn't do jack shit. <laughs> um, like it's been this continuous. So like I, I can keep going, right. I'm still on this journey, but just like trying to figure that out for myself has been like this endless pursuit. Right. Yes. Um, and if, like I've ha- had you as my trainer, I've had so many other trainers. If there was a trainer that could actually fucking deliver this for me, fuck, dude. You would pay anything? I mean, I'd pay a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so six, uh, let me talk about six packs just from my perspective. Um, oh, yes. Six packs are very hard to obtain. Um, even at my lightest weight. So like right now I am like 240. Um, uh, just cause I've been trying to bulk up my lightest. So I got to fluctuate a lot. My lightest weight was 190. And even at 190, I didn't have a six pack. Um, it takes time and pff, how much time 
it all depends on how much work you're doing. So she said, oh, we would do like 300 crunches a day. Maybe you're, you just don't have a strong core. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that crunches necessarily will lead to a six pack, but the frequency at, w- at which they, the frequency at what they were, at which they were doing it probably led to it. So it's not about crunches in general. It's just like the frequency that is required for six pack abs may be something that you may not have unlocked yet. Um, and so, so like, yes, my, my belief is that almost everything that I've learned up to this point is true. Like, it's not like I kind of drew the story as like, well, this, and then this, and then this is like mm-hmm. from a diet to a diet kind of thing, yes. like mindset. I think all of that is true. I think I'm literally trying to solve a puzzle that is uniquely me. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yes. Right. And so for some people, they're like, they don't need to do, they can have shit sleep and have a six pack. Like I know, I know guys like that. Um, but if I had a person, a trainer who would fucking literally like, honestly, like there was a selfish request. And I was like, Hey, do you want to come live with me, Brandon? Like, uh, I was like, maybe with Brandon's presence, I can fucking figure it out. <laughs> if that you was know? the secret. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, I feel like sometimes that's what it takes. Like somebody to be truly like observe you honestly, that kind of like, like, yeah, dude, like, like, and I, I genuinely think I'm not unique here. I think there mm-hmm. are other people that, you know, prioritize it and want to spend money on it. that are like, I will do like you you're responsible to figuring out this puzzle, figure this puzzle out for me and then teach it to me so I can sustain it. Like get me the result and show me how to maintain the result. Mm-hmm. Like, and that is dude, like, and yeah, there's, there's sometimes little... you need that outside perspective to really get a better picture of, of like the situation. Cause yeah. you may think like, Oh, I'm doing everything possible. And then someone comes in and said, and looks at you and say, well, you're missing out on this and this. And you're like, Oh, I never even thought about that. Exactly. Um, Exactly. And I'm watching YouTube videos to educate myself on like the, you know, biomechanics and stuff like that. There, there are two, I can send them to you later, but like the, this is where somebody like you, you should have an encyclopedia of information mm-hmm. and, and experience and be able to figure out how to rapidly like change what things to change, how to rapidly change. So we're constantly moving towards, towards the goalpost. Yes. And that's the, so the question that people always ask sometimes is like, why should I get a trainer? And the thing I tell them is like, you don't necessarily need a trainer. Like all the information I know is readily available online on videos. It's everywhere. The reason why you get a trainer is because, you get that trainer for their experience and expertise, their ability to take that information and actually uh, apply it in a practical way to your body. So like we can know the same information, but because of my experience, because of previous clients, I know how to basically fix this jigsaw puzzle a little bit quicker than you may. Yep. You may. Yeah. Um, and that's the, that's the part I love about training. It's like when I get a new client, I'm like, oh, I dealt with this with a previous client this is how I can help you. Or when I'm stumped by an issue with a client, I'm like, all right, I know seven different things that we can try to fix this. We need to find a one that works exactly for you. And that's the exciting part about training. And that's why I love training so much. Brandon, if you were to get me a six pack, I would scream your name from the rooftop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and so I think that's the, that's just generally like that. Those are the testimonials, man. And that's the path. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it's a it's life not an is easy one. It's not, easy it's one. not an easy one, <laughs> but it is one that actually lets you do the thing that is interesting for you. Mm-hmm. Like it's a good purpose. <laughs> um, so let's segue into entertainment real quick. So you've been reading a lot. Have you watched anything new recently? Um, yeah, I mean, I have. Um. You know, uh, I watch a lot of Apple TV. Okay. Honestly, I am a big fan of that service. Um, I feel like almost every show that comes through it is good at worst. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like the bar is so high that like a bad show is still good. Okay. Um, so, you know, Ted Lasso, the final season came out. Um, that was good. Um, the, I finished watching Silo, um, which is based off a book. Um, uh, it was rough in the beginning. Like there's, it felt like there's a lot of suspension and disbelief, but like as it progressed, it got more interesting. And as I kind of dove more into the book, cause I couldn't help myself. I was like, Oh, that's why the show is. So, um, it is a show that you might would want to watch and then read the book or, okay. you know what I mean? Um, and then use as independent. There is also a new season of foundation that I haven't watched yet, but is very much on my radar. Um, mm-hmm. TV as well. Um, so, you know, yeah, I think as far as books, though, I'm very much focused on uh, the spiritual side of things. I'm still, yes. trying, still very much trying to grow in that department. And, you know, we're not going to have this conversation now. Um, we got to, like, sign off in a few minutes here. But I have been really trying to wrestle with fate. <laughs> okay. Um, and this is a long conversation to get into it, but since we're on the topic of media, I also finished, um, Final Fantasy 16, which really now. Yeah. And that of course, like every Final Fantasy is a conversation of fate and gods. And yeah. So, um, so that's where I'm up to. That's what I've been up to. Not bad. How long did it take you to finish Final Fantasy? If you oh, too like long. It. Too long. <laughs> too long. Dude, too long. Honestly, like, I don't recommend it. Find a <laughs> tube of all of the major movies, movies mm-hmm. and you can kind of watch them. It's a pretty decent story. Um, combat was fun, um, but very easy. Okay. Like, I, I'm like played it on the hardest mode and I just restarted like new game plus uh, on like the hardest difficulty and I'm playing it and I'm like, this is still easy. It just takes time. Like, like, like I can be like half paying attention. Um, so the quest, there's a lot of things that really felt grindy to it, but um, you know, it's a final fantasy game. Like I'll probably be playing them as much as I'll be watching Fast and the Furious till I die. <laughs> what about you, man? What's your uh, what? What have you been? Uh, um. Yeah. So I haven't watched anything too great. I watched a show called The Night Agent. Um, it was okay. Um, I'm watching Star Trek New Worlds right now. Um, just looking for another sci-fi fix. Wait, is that an Apple TV? I think that, I an it, for that. Maybe it's on uh, Paramount, or oh, at okay. least that's where I watch it. Okay. Um, haven't read too many books. Barnes and Noble's closed, so I haven't been. That's, able so, to... that's so sad. Can we schedule a future episode to talk some like politics, mm-hmm. like politics, economics, all that whole topic of conversation? Where I feel like we haven't dove into that in a while. That's so sad. Barnes and Noble's being closed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's this just to talk about Philly for a bit. It's weird what's happening around Philly. Well, one is where what's happening in the world. The world is weird. Um, but a lot of stores are shutting down, buildings are being destroyed, and then apartment complexes are being like built. And it's mm-hmm. like, are you ex- expecting a big return of people to Philadelphia or something real soon? Like, just on Walnut Street, there is uh, maybe three apartment complexes being built. Yeah. Like three new ones that just took over stores. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, I think I think a lot of that is just people investing into real estate without mm. too much forward thinking. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and kind of updating the competition. Because frankly, like, honestly, all the apartments in Philly suck. Yes, true. Like they, they do, right? Like, if you were to compare it to, like, Florida, for example, they fucking suck. Um, so, varieties, competition, and people will move into the new-new, mm-hmm. um, and then other ones will go out of business. I, so, it feels like just a, a recycling. Gotcha. 
No, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, you're right. Like, yo, they're they're going up so fast. It's just like, who do you expect to uh, live here? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's companies also. There's also an attitude with East Coast and whatnot. There are companies that are trying to force people back in to you know work. Mm-hmm. No way is that shit happening. <laughs> yeah, like, no. <laughs> like, as much as I do enjoy going to the office and stuff like that, sometimes like. No chance. No chance am I ever going to not work remotely. So, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But we can circle back to that. What else have you been uh, watching, inspired by? I saw The Flash, by the way. Did you enjoy it? Um, I... So, okay. So I love going to the movie theater. Like yes. it's some nostalgic shit for me. Like I love going to the movie theater and this was the best movie theater experience I could ask for. I was the only person in the theater. <laughs> Dude, I had a middle row. This is a late, late showing like fucking kick my feet up. It was great. Right. And when there's nobody else in the movie theater and I leave, I feel like a part of the energy of the movie stays with me. Okay. When I drove back, dude, I thought it was the flash. I could see things like <laughs> blur the way they did in the movie. Um, so on that sense, I enjoyed the joy ride <laughs> as far as every other way that you want to critique a movie. I, dude, I don't know. It's, it's the, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. I feel like, there was a time when like the superhero movie was like the new it thing and i feel like it's finally gotten to a point where people are just like i'm kind of tired of it like yeah it's just been rehashed too many times or it's going in like a weird direction like marvel i can't like i hate watching marvel movies now because it's like it's either a love story or they're trying to make it the funniest movie ever and i'm just like uh like i'm not in it for all this other stuff um but yeah i think the time of the superhero movie is coming to an end i want to see that spider that new spider-man movie the oh multiverse i saw that one yeah okay good was that good yes yes yeah yeah animated it was it was animated yeah animated is the way to go yeah always yeah i mean that's the thing that like i think that you know comic books were kind of cool for a short period of time then they became nerdy you know I mean? mm-hmm. um, cartoons were kind of cool for a little bit and he became kind of nerdy um, and I feel like you know these are the same stories now in like you know movie screen content like when it first came out they were making it very accessible yes. but like now if you're going to watch a Marvel movie or whatever else movie there's like a gazillion fucking references and then yeah, and that's that you need to know and like, can you enjoy it if you don't go every like five minutes go like, <gasps> like it's that, right? I don't know. Cause unfortunately I know a lot of it, but again, this is also how I played the final fantasy game. I'm like, Oh, I know that reference. <laughs> yeah. That's, and it, that's the weird thing about it. Cause it's like the exclusive club of people where they're like, how could you hate it? Did you not see the Easter eggs referring to right. this of that? And it's like, no, I didn't. Yeah. Um, there was something else that I can't. Oh, are you... there's they're making a live action One Piece? I think it's a TV show. Oh, not a not not a fan. Already not a fan. I I want to like it, but I feel it just feels so cringy. I don't think you. There's certain oh. things you cannot bring into live action, and I think yeah. anime is the biggest thing. That's absolutely one of them. Yeah. No, if you have something that is supposed to be, um a character from the gecko mm-hmm. making it yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't work that way like marvel's not that dc's not that right yes. like there've been characters in in those universes that are like that like plastic man and like um you know but like when you bring those over your entire suspension of disbelief goes pop yes right? yes and so i will watch certain like references to things that I like, you know what I mean? Um, I'm okay on passing on stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm absolutely okay with not watching it. Um, you know, I watched the Cowboy Bebop live action remake. Okay. And I'm like, Shit, that's not terrible. <laughs> but 
not terrible and being like, oh, this is a great addition. Yeah. Different. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm totally pass on that. Totally pass. Um, yeah, I, you know, um, there's some, yeah, let's uh, schedule another conversation. Yes. Deeper on some of the other topics that I'm honestly dying to talk to you about. Yes, uh, absolutely. I'm traveling next weekend, but the following weekend I'm free. I'm not sure what your schedule is looking like, so we can make we can make oh. a, like a quick turnaround. <laughs> let's make let's let's make that happen. And honestly, if you want to record on the weekday, that might be that might be doable as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, next weekend I'm also unavailable. The weekend after that, question marks. Okay, I may be traveling again, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll make it work. I definitely want to record another one. Like, yes, in this month for sure. Um, all right, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. Fucking yes. amazing to connect with you again. And um, yeah, we'll dive deeper on some stuff. Yes, it's always a good time talking to you. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. You too. See you, man. See you, man.